got bad news for you. This is episode 15 of the Jazz Jitsu Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. I am your host, Jazz Ortiz, and we're back with another episode. I know you're probably going, Jazz, where the F have you been? Why haven't you dropped an episode? Are you going to stop being so consistent with it? Are you just going to drop it all together? And the answer is, no, UMFR, I'm not. I ran into some problems, actually. So let me go into what happened. So about, I would say, a week ago, was I was about to, uh, I'd finished up a podcast, and then it was the following night, I was um, trying to upload something onto the channel, like a little short clip or something. That's what it was. I was trimming down a short clip from the podcast and um i noticed that my computer i was exporting something and then it took forever to export it said like 6 hours to export so then i'm like i guess it's just a big file i guess i don't know so then i uh i keep messing around with it i'm like surely it could be something else maybe something's gone wrong something's not right so then I uh I start working on it and then the computer just goes all black. Nothing is popping up, nothing's working. All it does is just it turns black and then it goes to a blue screen and then it just shows a sad face, basically saying, you know, we can't do nothing. So then I'm I'm like, what the hell? Like what I don't even know where to even begin. Like it's just the computer dead or something. So then I uh, I start YouTubing some things, and it was telling me that it was it's probably my hard drive. So I was like, oh, God, I know nothing about replacing computers or parts in computers, so how am I going to fix this? So then I look it up, YouTube it, and they basically it basically said it's like a five-minute thing. Real quick, real easy to fix. So then... I thought, well, shit, I got to put out an episode in like a couple of days. What am I going to do? So then I'm like, well, I guess they're just going to have to wait because it's not going to happen. Doesn't seem like it's going to happen. So then I have to wait for the part to get here and finally got the port on there. And yeah, that's basically a short story made into a long story. But basically, it was my hard drive. My hard drive went out. Now I've got a new, um, it's not one of those, um, like, old hard drives that they usually put into uh, computers. It's one of those, um, I think they called it an SSD, SSD hard drive. So, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but when I looked it up, they said those are the uh, the new hard drives that ever, they recommend everyone to get. So I was like, well, looks like we're switching to this, the new school. 
Yeah, man. If uh, if you can't tell, I am at um, a no, it wouldn't be a cabin, a house, just a big house in uh, the mountains. We decided to come up to. Um, I can't even remember the exact location of where we're at. It's so it's a little like community up in the mountains called Santila, Santitla, S A N T E E T L A L A H. I don't know if any of y'all have ever been up here before, but that's where we're at, and it's really crazy because I've n- I've never been to the uh, I've never been up to the mountains like this. I mean, I've driven past them and things like that, but I've never actually stayed up in the mountains. So this was a new experience. And um, Allison had told me, you know, I'm going to go up with my dad to the mountains for uh, for vacation for a week. Do you want to come? And I was like, sure. You know, why not? I've never been. You know, we usually go to the beach, so it'd be a nice uh, change of pace. It'd be good to uh, do something different. So uh, we headed up here. When was it? I think it was Friday. We came up here Friday, and um, the thing that sold me the most on it was, um, she said, "You know, there's a, uh, there's a. We'll be driving either through Cherokee or it's not much of a detour to go to Cherokee. But anyways, we're going to Cherokee on the first night, and you can gamble. There's a, uh, there's a Harris Casino there. We can, uh, we can go up there and gamble, and it'll be fun." So then I'm like, oh, shit, well, then I'm definitely game, you know. Not only will I get to uh, experience a different kind of trip, but we'll also get to do some gambling, so I'm sure that'll be fun. So um, we did some gambling on Friday. I bet, let's see, how many was it? I bet about 100, no, no, 200, that's what it was. I bet 200 bucks and lost it all. And I was doing good because... The first hundred, I was just betting on, like, penny machines, which, uh, advice for any of you out there who were not experienced with gambling, house machines are the best machines to win on, from my experience. The new machines, not so much. I've heard different conflicting things, but I typically do better on house machines. But anyways, I lose the first hundred through slots, and then I'm like, well... One of my favorite games is blackjack. Let's go try. Let's go try and see if I can win that money back in blackjack. Well, I'm looking around at tables, and when we went to Vegas, I think the minimum was like ten bucks, and um, you know, even ten bucks is pretty uh, pretty hefty for a hand of blackjack. And um, I was hoping I could find like a, at the at the least a ten dollar or five dollar, but um. The minimum, uh, the minimum uh, table they had was a fifteen dollar table. So then, I'm like, "Well, you're not gonna win if you don't play big. So let's uh, let's try and win all this money back." So then, I won about three hands, and then I lost two in a row. And I was like, "Okay, I gotta call it." I kept hitting thirteens and fourteens. I was like. I just got to call it. It's not, uh, it's not looking good for me. So I, uh, I leave the blackjack table. 
And then from then on, I was like, okay, I'm done for the night. I'm all good. And need I say, there were some drinks involved. You know, I uh, I had a few drinks, so that's what uh, had me uh, gambling like I did. I'm not usually a, uh, a gambler, so um, it, was, uh, it was definitely very interesting, the toxicity that casinos can bring out in a person because I know myself well enough to know that I'm not just going to drop, hell, $100 just on a casino, like just willy-nilly like that, but I, nonetheless, I freaking dropped 200 and I was like, okay, all right. I get, I get pissed off when I just lose like, say, $5 in just like a friendly bet. So losing $200 was heartbreaking. But luckily, Allison was able to win the jackpot of $1,000 on a machine and was able to cover my debt and her debt. So shout out to the wifey for that because um, I was walking, I was moping around just going, fuck, you know, I can't believe I lost all that money. Like, it ain't even been a couple hours. Like, I, I done lost that money. And... Next thing I know, she's calling me going, you know, come over here, come over here. I hit the jackpot on a machine. And I was like, oh, shit. So I rush over there, and she had won $1,000. I was like, damn, that's crazy. So she told me, uh, she gave me 100 bucks after, and she was like, here, uh, get yourself something nice. So what did I do with that money? Of course, like you guessed it, I gambled it. But I didn't lose all of it. I went to a machine right next to it and put in the 100 and I won it up to about 140. Once I hit uh once I won 40 bucks, then from then on up I went over to a uh, house machine and then I was able to win like 15 more bucks and then from there I was like, "All right, I'm feeling brave. Let's go to the blackjack table." So then I go to the blackjack table, lose two hands, I'm pissed and we go to bed. <laughs> That was based. No, 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 no. We didn't go to bed because I was, uh, I was so, uh, I was so drunk. I was like, uh, I was like, I don't even know how I'm gonna make it to dinner because, um, we were seeing her, her, her dad and her stepmom for, uh, for just a vacation, and they also figured, you know, why not celebrate her birthday while we're there? We'll eat at a, uh, there was a uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse there in the casino. And they decided, you know, why not eat at the steakhouse? You know, it'll it'll be fun. So then we all show up to the steakhouse, drunk as shit, and it was a good night. I mean, we had some of the best steaks, so it was fun. I'm glad I had that steak because I was very intoxicated. It was very bad. I don't know why why I do it to myself, but... I'm telling you, it's something about casinos. It brings out the worst in people. I'm telling you. I don't know what it is about it, but it brings out impulsivity. I don't even know if that's a word. Impulsiveness. And just everything toxic in a person. I'm telling you. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. But after that, we um, we went back to our hotel room, and then we had to get up that following morning. And go uh, go to the house in the mountains that we had. And, um, 
Yeah, I don't even think I kept getting up in the middle of the night because I had I was I had cotton mouth just because I hadn't been drinking water that whole night. That I think that's what sobered me up the next morning because the next morning I didn't really have a hangover. I was just uh, my mouth was real dry, so I guess that kept me up. I mean, that kept me sober throughout the night. But um, yeah, we headed up to our mountain house, and um, it, it's pretty nice. Um, I mean, as you can tell. This is the room we're staying in, and um, I figured I'd bring my podcast equipment so that we could, I could do an episode out here, because I didn't want to have you guys waiting another week for an episode. So, so yeah, I thought about doing it um, outside, but I didn't know if that was gonna be if that was gonna happen because um, of like lighting and just everything uh, everything surrounding the porch. It, it just wasn't. It wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be uh adequate so but it's a great view. I uh I think I posted uh a picture of uh the view from our porch a couple of days ago and it looks really cool. We've been up here since like I said, since uh Saturday. And today's really the last day. So um we'll head back in the morning. Um and then um, it's back to it, just back to the ground. Um, as as I've said in uh, previous episodes, I'm not the biggest fan of vacation, so it'll be nice to get back in my routine and uh, get back to training and just get back on the grind, you know. So yeah, and um, yeah, hopefully, um, hopefully when we leave tomorrow, I'll be able to uh, hit up a hit up a session tomorrow. See, because we'll get back Friday. Maybe I'll be able to hit up a session if we get back early enough. But I was able to catch the um, UFC fight this past weekend. I got lucky. I was uh, I didn't think that we were going to have uh, great reception up here in the mountains or uh, Wi-Fi. But luckily, um, the house they found, it did have Wi-Fi. So I was like, yes, that inclines me to go to on this trip even more. So we did have Wi-Fi, and I was able to catch the UFC fight, and what a night of fights. I want to get into that. I didn't get to give you give you guys a breakdown of um, of my picks for the fights, but the prelim matches I had picked out didn't look, didn't turn out so good for me because m- many of the people I picked did not win. Yeah, there wasn't, um, not that it was boring by any means, but there wasn't a lot to do up here besides just relax and just play games or just play cards or anything like that. So I was dying for this card to come on because I was like, I need something to, uh, I need something to entertain me. So I was able to watch the whole card from start to finish. And let's see here. The fights I started with were—I didn't get to catch the—I didn't catch the ESPN Plus and the Fight Pass prelims because you had to have a subscription for that. But I did catch the Hall and—I don't even know how you would pronounce that name—Chapuria fight. Dude, that did not go well. It did not go like I thought it was going to go. Ryan Hall 
will live and die off of spinny shit, and it just wasn't his night that night. I don't think it'll be a. I don't think it'll be an issue. I think he'll come back and uh, just be better. You know, just I think he made a little mistake um, in the in in between transitions, but um, I think it's no uh, it's no problem. I think he'll be back, and uh, I think he'll be better, man. He's got a great team behind him, so there's uh there's no limit to how good uh, Ryan Hall can get. I mean, he's got uh, Frost Hubby in his corner, and uh, that's uh insane coach to have not only uh jujitsu wise but also striking so i think the sky's the limit for uh ryan hall he's a uh, legend in jujitsu so i'll be interested to see if uh if he can uh mark his name in the mma world make a big uh, name for himself he's already a he's a I don't even know what you would consider because he's famous, but then again, he's not because he's not famous because people duck him left and right. Nobody wants to fight him because he's not, and not that he, he isn't entertaining, but he's not a pay-per-view seller. You know, nobody, he's not, um, he's not out here talking shit. He's very respectful and he's for the most part, a quiet dude. So you're never going to get like a great, promo cut for him because it's just going to be, you know, very quiet and going, you know, basically, yeah, I'm going to come out there and, you know, do my best, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you're not going to get like Conor McGregor shit talking with him. So that's why guys duck him left and right, because they know he has the skills, but it's more of a, you, you're going to lose more losing to Ryan Hall than you are beating him. Like if you beat him, they're like, well, who's Ryan Hall anyway? So why would I, why would I care that you beat him, when they don't know the average, the average fan doesn't know that he's a legend in the jiu-jitsu world. So it's crazy that he's so famous, but yet so not famous to the to the average viewer. But um, I think if you uh, if you can put some dollars behind him and uh, really really. Uh, Give a give a good background on who he is and um, the importance that he, how important he is to jujitsu. I think you could uh you could get a lot of uh people to behind him. He uh he definitely when he was on the Ultimate Fighter, he wasn't um he wasn't the biggest personality on there either. He was just quiet dude come out and rip people's legs off and then walk right back out and um. He ended up winning the whole shit, man, which was crazy because nobody saw that coming. So um, he was, uh, I think that was one of the, that was the season that Bryce Mitchell was on, which he's also through this nasty jiu-jitsu. So, yeah, after that, it was the Nico Price and uh, Pajera fight. I really wanted Nico Price to win. I don't know why. I have, I, I mean, I'm not that big of a Nico Price fan. I don't know much about the guy, but I could tell he was the underdog because I saw the bet nods and the, uh, and the, uh, how the crowd reacted and, uh, how the crowd was reacting. And, um, I had seen a few, uh, clips of Pereira and, um, it was, I think he was, wasn't he the guy that, uh, Basically, he was doing all sorts of, like, it looked like he was in a video game 
which was just jumping up and doing random kicks and flips and trying to backflip. He actually hit it on Nico at one point where he did the backflip from from uh, top uh, while facing someone who's in uh, open guard, which was nuts. But I just wanted Nico to win just because he was the underdog. I didn't, uh, I didn't know much about him, but I was like, I want Nico to win just because, you know, it would be crazy if he was uh, able to pull off the up the upset. And um, I think it ended up going to the, to uh, decision, but they uh, definitely put on a good fight. And uh, who else was it? And then it was the Condit Griffin fight. I kind of tuned out on that one. Uh, like I mean, I watched it, but it I didn't. It was one of those. Uh, how did it end? I think it ended up with a decision. I can't even remember. But um. Yeah, I know that Condent didn't win. Let me look it up. Oh, Condent did. No, he didn't win. Shit. Yeah, it was a decision. Man, Condent falling on hard times, man. It's crazy because people don't understand how much of a badass he was back in his, back in his prime days. You know, he he came really close to beating George St. Pierre. Like, it is insane, man. It's insane how. Uh, how far Carlos Condit has fallen, but still doing the thing, man. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what's next for him, but he's still doing the thing. And then it was the fight of all fights, man—a freaking phone booth fight. O'Malley and Mo- how would you pronounce that? Martino, Martino, Martino. We'll say Martino. And bro. It was freaking crazy. Martino took so many shots from O'Malley. I was like, bro, this dude is a negative 1,000 underdog. How is he still in there? Like, honestly, I'm a Sean O'Malley fan, but after all the things he said recently about um, about his next... uh, next opponents, um, like saying, you know, I'm undefeated and, um, you know, a next fight, next fight that I do, you, uh, you just watch, I'm going to do something that nobody's ever seen before. Nobody's ever seen what I'm going to do. And I'm like, okay. I mean, here's my thing. I like the shit talking. I like when people are talking the talk, but don't talk shit if you, if you're not going to back it up. Like he was saying, you know, you're going to see something we you've never seen before. Yeah, you're right. We did see something you've, we've never seen before. And it was not on on your um, on your part. It was on part of uh, Martina. We saw him stand toe-to-toe with you. And, I mean, he still had to shit beat out of him, but he stayed in there with you for three whole rounds. Like, this dude's a fucking animal. Which was, come on, Herb Dean. He was, uh, he was still standing up by the end of... Uh, that third round, but, you know, um, I heard someone say, you know, that those last 30 seconds, it was Sean, actually, those last 30 seconds could have saved him years off his, or years from his life, which I could also see that side, but let the man go out, uh, go out how he wants, you know, let him, uh, let him go out how he wants, but it was insane, man, that was such a good fight, and um, Sean O'Malley, man, you gotta, as much hype this dude has behind him, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm interested to know 
or see how he'll do against anyone in the top 15 because, you know, he was talking all this shit about I'm undefeated, blah, 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 but he lost to Cheetah Vera. I can't remember um, what rank, uh, where they have Cheetah Vera ranked, but, like, when when it comes down to it, he's lost to uh, people within the uh, top 15. Let me see what his ranking is. Yeah, he's number 15. Like, Cheetah Vera's a badass, and when it came down to it, you didn't beat him. So, I'll, I'll, they're talking about him and Cody Garbrandt possibly fighting. That's going to be a hard fight for him. Because if Mortino could take Sean O'Malley's shots, I can guarantee you that Cody Garbrandt will. Where I could see Cody Garbrandt going, uh, having some problems would be if he tries to get into a, uh, into a brawl with Sean O'Malley. I think Sean O'Malley has the reach and has the uh, slickness to uh, slip out of those shots and not get stuck in those exchanges. So, if that's the next fight, I'll be uh, I'll be tuning in because, um, like I said, I like Sean O'Malley's shit talk, but also, my man, I'm going to need you to uh, do some impressive things, my man. I need you to uh, be some top-level guys because you can't be riding this hype train and still not be ranked within the top 15 my man but after that fight was the Aldana Kunitskaya fight which was a crazy fight oh it was so crazy I was so glad to see Aldana win um and of course I'm bandwagon because she's Mexican but I was so happy to see her win and the way that she did she knocked her out man oh it was so crazy that's what I think that's what it was she ended up finishing her I think it was with her boxing. Let me look it up. Yep, TKO. Crazy. Crazy, crazy fight. And she was big, man. She was big and tall for uh for Bantamweight. I thought they were uh one forty fivers. It was crazy, man. And then the next fight, which was of course this was after the fight, but probably one of the nastiest things I've seen a fighter do. Taito Avasa and Greg Hardy. Man, poor Greg Hardy. I know he beat the shit out of his, uh, no, I can't remember. Was it his wife or something? But anyways, that's what he's always been known for as, you know, um, I think he beat his wife or something. Let me look it up just so I don't tell you wrong here. But he had gotten a lot of flack for that. And, um, that was basically, uh, that's what it is. Yeah, a domestic violence incident. But basically, he's gotten a lot of uh, shit for that, and um, he hasn't been able to move past it because, you know, people can't overlook that. I mean, if, you, uh, if you're if you beating on women, that's not cool, man. And um, I think it was, a, a, what's his name? Black Beast, uh, Derek Lewis was saying, you know, um, he he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat the shit out of him because he likes to beat on women. And, um, man, I'll tell you, Taito Vasa, man, he shut his lights out. Greg Hardy got a good shot on uh, Taito Vasa, but, uh, of course, he uh, he showed his uh, 
his uh, experience, his his, uh, his inexperience uh, showed because Taito Vasev was able to counter right away and just dropped him, man. It was crazy. And then went on to do one of the most disgusting things I think I've ever seen. It is called a shoey. And for those of you that don't know what a shoey is, a shoey is where a guy will take a shoe, literally a shoe, take it off someone's foot, spit into it, pour beer into it, and then proceed to not shotgun it, but just pour it in your mouth. Fucking gross, man. Oh, one of the nastiest things I've ever seen. And... When I saw him do that, I was like, oh, that is so gross. And then I saw, uh, as he was walking out of the crowd, someone poured hot sauce into one of them. I was like, oh, God, just to make it grosser, why don't you? Fucking nasty, man. And then after that fight was the uh, was the Stephen Wonderboy Thompson fight and Gilbert Burns. I was very excited for this fight because... It was your classic uh, clash of styles, man. It was your stand-up fighter versus your uh, ground fighter, your jiu-jitsu uh, expert, Phenom. Man, Gilbert Burns is a mofo, man. I'm telling you. I had Gilbert Burns win in that fight, and damn, I'm so pissed I didn't bet on it. A freaking uh, North Carolina, I need you to fix your laws because I went to... Um, you know, you see those ads for uh, DraftKings, BetDSI, blah, blah, blah. And I tried to uh, get on the sports books for those and uh, see if there was any way I could bet online. And it said, your your state doesn't allow live sports betting. And I'm, I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, why? Why? Probably because you, you haven't found a way to... Get your little two cents off of uh, my bet. Get your little tax off of it. But I was so mad because I had Gilbert winning that fight. And most people had Wonderboy winning. I'll tell you why I picked Gilbert. Because Gilbert just come off of that loss to Kamaru. And looked dangerous in that fight. And his striking looked pretty crisp, man. I'll tell you, for a... Jiu-Jitsu expert and a jiu-jitsu, to be known as more of a jiu-jitsu athlete, he looked fucking good, man. He looked good. His striking looked good and was able to give Kamara some problems. So, with that being said, he's competed at, he's competed at the top levels for uh, longer than uh, Wonderboy has recently. He's competed against higher-level uh, athletes recently. His striking is pretty damn good jiu-jitsu world class cardio little on the uh he he tended he tends to fade about the third or fourth round and he tends to fade around um around the third or fourth round but overall if you uh if he can get you within those uh, first three rounds, it's you're going to go lights out or he's just going to submit you. So I knew that he was going to be uh, the person to pick because you look at Wonderboy. Uh, he's now 38. I mean, he, for the most part, he's a, he's a great uh, striker. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the best. But when's the last time he really finished anyone? 
it's been a it's been a while. I uh I'll pull up his record, but so that way I'm not telling you wrong, but I can't tell you the last time uh Wonderboy finished somebody. So he's he's getting up there in age. His um he hasn't competed against top level uh competition in some time. And um I was like, dude, um Gilbert Burns right now is in the trenches. I mean, he is uh he's just one fight away from getting a title shot. I was like, this dude's gotta this dude's gotta win. You know, uh th- th- for this this fight for the two of them was a uh was a deciding factor on how their how the rest of their careers are gonna go because you got Gilbert Burns just uh come off of that title loss. If he can get this win against a high level striker that might put him right back up there. If you got Wonderboy, who's on the opposite spectrum, you know Kamara has wiped out that whole division. Stephen Thompson is really the only kind of fighter that Kamara hasn't fought. An all stand-up uh, fighter, great karate, and that would be a great test to uh, Kamara. A little long in the tooth, if you know what I mean. He's 38, so he's not got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, great fights left in him. But if he could pull this off, this would have boosted him up there. So it was uh, make it or break it for both of them, which um, I think Gilbert's only like, I think he's like late 20s, early 30s. Let me see here. Gilbert Burns. He's not old. Is he? Oh, he's 34. Oh, wow. So relatively close, uh, close in age, but. If you see here, uh, Wonder Boy, his last win was against Jeff Neal, which, I mean, Jeff Neal is no, uh, no punk, but not really, um, not really someone you're looking at as getting a, uh, a, uh, title shot anytime soon. Be Vicente Luque. Vicente Luque is someone who's on the, on the rise right now. And then after that, he, then before that, he lost to Anthony Pettis, Darren Till, Beat Jorge, lost to Tyron, lost to Tyron. I think it was after those two Tyron fights, man. I think that really took it out of him. He hadn't really been the same after that, you know. Uh, sleeping guys. All the all the ones that he's had have been by decision. Yeah, have been by decision, and I think he's also had some injuries. So it's been a uh, it's been a tough road for Wonder Boy. I saw this meme where. Uh, it shows Wonder Boy with a belt, and it says, guys only want one thing. And it shows Wonder Boy with a belt, man. I'm telling you, that was the problem with uh, picking this fight, was my heart wanted Wonder Boy to win. I wanted him to get that title shot, but at the same time, man, I knew how dangerous Gilbert, Byrne, Gilbert Burns was and um, how uh, how close he is to getting that title, man. I think if... Uh, if Kamaru just has one day, one uh, off day, man, Gilbert Burns is right there, man. He is right there. I just think it's a, it's a toss up between the two. I don't, uh, I don't see anyone in that 170 get given uh, Kamaru any problems. No problems. I mean, who do they say? Um, let me see here. Let me look at the rankings real quick. Because I don't really know who we'd have left to beat. Oh, Colby Covington. Well, no, he already beat Colby Covington. 
Who would he have left to be? Colby Covington? Oh, Leon Edwards. Ooh, that'd be a spicy fight. You get Leon Edwards and um, Gilbert Burns. Or have they already fought? I don't think so. Dude, match them two up, dude. That'd be fucking insane. Ooh, that'd be a great fight. UFC, set that up. Set that up. I called it here first. So if that fight gets announced soon, your boy said it. But after that fight was the Conor McGregor and Poirier fight. And the whole week leading up to that fight, I was going, I don't, I don't think that McGregor's going to win. I think Poirier's going to win. I think Poirier's going to win. And then it came down to that last day. And then I was like, I don't know, man. Connor's coming in with that flair, man. He's just got something about it, man. When uh, when the lights are on and uh, it's time to go to work, Connor always delivers. And I was like, I think Connor's gonna get it done, man. I think it's I think it's gonna happen. I think he's gonna be able to get it done. And to my surprise, bro, oh, snapped his freaking shin bone in half. I think it was the lower part of his shin bone. Freaking snapped it, man. Oh, it was nasty. Takes you back to the Anderson Silva, Chris Weidman days. Both of them. Jeez. Oh. I feel like those three just need to do a talk show and be like, well, how did we end up here? You know, that'd make a great, uh, like those uh, sit-down conversations they have sometimes with uh, boxers where they like sit in front of each other and they basically talk about how they're going to beat the shit out of each other with Max Kellerman sitting in the middle. But they need to all three be together and be like, so, your leg, huh? Yeah, same problem here, buddy. And, uh, yeah, man, this, it fucking sucks because the sport is better with Connor in it. When Connor's not in the sport... Not that those there's no superstars and it's just boring, but for lack of a better term, it's boring. There's no one that brings it like Conor McGregor. You know, you could say Stylebender or not even Francis as much because he doesn't talk shit. He just goes in and sleeps, dudes. But there's no one like Conor. So the sport is better with Conor, but it's going to suck, man. It, I... I I know he's going to be out for, uh, he's not going to be able to walk for at least two months, so I don't even know how the how the stages to recovery for his leg would be. I mean, uh, I can't remember where I heard it, but they said, if you think that Conor McGregor is going to come back and be the same person he was, if you think that he's going to be able to catch up to... Dustin Poirier and the work he's put in, you're sadly mistaken. Then I don't know, man. I don't know what to. I don't know what to believe. I believe it's going to go either one. Uh, it's going to go one of two ways. And this is something that um, I have written down because um, it's just a little subtopic that I want to talk about that I've noticed with athletes. But thinking about how obsessive Connor used to be um, back in his early days. And um, how much of a perfectionist he is. And um, it's either going to go one of two ways. Um, He's either going to fall apart completely or he's going to come back 
and be the best 155-pounder in the world. It's not going to go either way. Because with when you have people and athletes who are perfectionists, they either deal, they deal with loss in one of two ways that I just named. They either fall apart completely or they come back at a dramatically higher, uh, dramatically higher level. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what, how will Connor bounce back from this? What will he do to make up for all that uh, lost time? You know, how is he going to be able to catch up from, you know, going from not walking to six months later? Let's say it's six months, and then you're finally walking. You know, that's that's walking, but how much high-level training are you going to get in? So, I don't know. It'll be uh, It'll be interesting to see. I don't know what you do there. I uh, I definitely want to see him come back. I think he has the uh, he has the potential to come back and uh, be one of the best fifty five pounders out there. I'd like to. I, I wouldn't like to think that his uh, best days are behind him. That uh, I think that's me just being in denial. I don't want to think that. Oh, that would suck. I just uh, I want to see him in the sport, man. The sport's more entertaining with him. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, you see that, you see that, uh, perfectionist, uh, trait in, uh, many athletes, like you see, for example, uh, Connor, when he lost the first time, he come back and, uh, worked on his, uh, problems and, uh, went in that Nate Diaz fight and then improved on him. You see someone who's on the opposite spectrum, Ronda Rousey, she, when she lost that, uh, that fight to Amanda Nunes, or who was it first? First it was, because the Nunes fight was when she was trying to come back. Oh, Holly Holm. When she lost that first Holly Holm fight, um, uh, she fell apart completely. She did no media. She, um, she, it felt like she needed uh, to cause a rivalry between her and her opponent for her to get out of bed for that fight. It felt like she she needed to be angry to fight. And when that went out the window, and when she faced an opponent who wasn't engaged, and finally uh, it got uh, got defeated, she fell apart completely. You know, you saw her. She, I mean, she came back for that fight, but never did any press. Uh, Never did any media, just shut down completely, and I don't know if she's ever spoke out about it, but never really addressed it. So I think that um, athletes who are perfectionists it go one of two uh, go one of two ways when they uh, experience some adversity. When they have to experience some adversity, they either fall apart completely or get significantly better, or at least just continue on the path that they were on. But I think there's no in-between. God, I thought there was something behind me. I about flipped out. I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, there's no uh, there's no in-between. Uh, but yeah, man. Um, I didn't realize that this weekend was a uh, was a big uh, jiu-jitsu card on uh, flow grappling. Let me, uh, let me look at it here. 
It's the uh, Road to ADCC. I'll be freaking watching this. I, I didn't realize that it was this weekend. But boy, am I glad. So, in the main event, you got uh, Kynan Duarte versus uh, Mateus Denise. Freaking banger. You got uh, Kynan Duarte and Denise. Bro, who am I, I going to pick for that one? Hmm. I don't know, man. Duarte's so good. I mean, he just won ADCC this past year. But so did Denise. Ooh, who do you pick? All right. Here's going to be my picks. I got... Mm, all right, I got Duarte. I got Duarte beating Denise. And then the co-main event... Uh, I can't tell how they lined it up, but... And the co-main event is... Lucas Barboza and last minute replacement, William Tackett. Boy, I, I can't even remember who was going to be. Oh, it's supposed to be Craig. Fuck. That's right, because he got his, uh, his hand got hurt this, uh, this past week. Bruh. Who am I going to pick? It sucks, man, because William Tackett is like right there. He's, um, he's, he's one of the break, uh, breakthrough athletes, uh, Right now in the jiu-jitsu scene. But Lucas right now is in his prime. Like he is in a square right there, man. He is in right in his prime. I'm going to go with my heart, man. I want the underdog to win. I'm going to go for Tackett. Let's see what happens, bro. Uh, Lucas has shown to uh, to fall apart towards the end of matches. So if, uh, if William can keep his uh, composure... And uh, get him into the later uh, later minutes. Uh, I think you could take him. Maybe a decision. I don't see him submitting Barboza, but if he did, that'd be fucking nuts, man. But I'm gonna go with Tackett, man. I have uh, I have faith in Tackett. Then after that, it's oh this one. This is my main event. This one right here, freaking Mikey Musumeci and Gio. Martinez. Oh, bro, that is such a good fight. Oh, God, that that is the main event. I don't care what anybody says, man. That is the freaking main event. Because those two, I hope it doesn't go, it, it goes um, when um, athletes who are very good at doing um, flashy submissions or crazy transitions, the, it, when two athletes that are the same that are like that go against each other. It either ends in one person making a mistake and they get submitted really quickly or one person, um, or they both just stall each other out. Nothing happens. I really hope that doesn't happen in this case. I hope they have a great match and they're just chasing subs all day long, but it may be one of those that they're just so good that they cancel each other out. That tends to happen a lot in jiu-jitsu with uh, high-level athletes, but I really hope this that a sub comes out of this because that would be fucking crazy. And obviously, you know I'm going with my boy, Mikey Musumeci, obviously, because he's a freaking genius when it just comes to bolos and freaking leg locks. I mean, it's insane, man. This This kid's a genius. But Gio's no punk, no punk, man. Gio Martinez is no punk, man. You better not overlook him. Because Gio will snap your leg, man. He'll freaking 
tombstone, vaporize, whatever they call it, you, man. I'm telling you, he's crazy, crazy good. And um, in no order am I going now at this point. Uh, Liz Clay and uh, Carolina uh, Vieira. Oh, that is a good one. That is a good one. I don't know who I'm going to pick. Because Carolina's fucking legit, dude. But Liz Clay's been on a tear. She's one of those uh, other breakthrough athletes right now. Hmm. <laughs> I said Carolina takes it. Just on experience, man. Because um, she's been in the game for a good minute. So I'm going to go with Carolina. And then you got Nikki Ryan. Young Nikki Ryan going against freaking Dante Leone. Need I say more, bro? Need I say more? Come on, man. This match sells itself. Hmm. Obviously, you know who I'm going for. Obviously, I'm going to have to go for Nikki Ryan, bro. Come on now. Come on now. Um. So, we got Nikki Ryan. And then, in the big freaking match, we got... Which Rotola is it? I got to make sure I get it right. Cade Rotola. He's the one with the big effort. I gotta, that's how I tell them apart. One's got a big effort and one has short hair. Cade Rotolo facing Roberto Jimenez. Oh my gosh, bro. All of these matches could easily be the main event. Bro, freaking Cade Rotolo and Roberto Jimenez. Oh my gosh. Dude, somebody's puking after that fight. I know it. Somebody's gonna be puking. Either probably mid-match. Dude, the Rotolo twins are fucking insane, dude. They're on, they're on such a tear. Dude, that... Mm. They're not even... That's the sad part, is they're not even close to their prime, man. They're like they're like 17 and beating up grown men. It's freaking crazy. Same thing with Roberto. Roberto's not even that old, and he's beating freaking grown men also. And he's been doing it for a while. It's crazy. That's what happens when you train since you've been in diapers. When you've been brown bowling for and buggy choking since you were in diapers, dude. Mm, crazy, crazy card, man. Whew, this is a, this is a way to kick off the road, dude. You see? Oh yeah, I gotta give you a pick. Hmm. You know, I gotta go, with my boy Roberto. Dude, I love Roberto. He's such a he's such a crazy. Uh, crazy good guy man i'm telling you he always i love guys that always chase the sub man those are those will always be the people i pick the people who chase the sub and roberto is always chasing the back chasing the sub man oh it's gonna be nuts i don't see either one taking either one of them pulling guard or taking a step back man it's gonna be a crazy fight oh that i cannot wait i can't believe that's this weekend i can't wait god i'm gonna be watching that what else has been happening, bro? What else has been happening? Oh, man. Oh, and I know I said this a while back. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up, but I'm going to be honest with y'all because uh, I like to be transparent. But I know I had uh, taken shirt orders a couple months back, and um, I did... Uh, have been searching for uh, someone to print the shirts exactly how I want them. And I'm not going to say the business, but 
there was one business I had reached out to because they were recommended by a friend, and I reached out to them back in the, what was it, May? And um, never heard back from them. Never heard back from them. Heard they were one of the best uh, t-shirt printing companies. Never heard back from them until, let me tell you, I'll look on my freaking uh, email here. They reached back to me last Monday. It is freaking July, bro. Which, it's also my fault too because I should have reached out to other people. But, shit happens, man. I've been competing the past couple uh, past couple of uh, couple of months and I just haven't gotten around to it, honestly. If I can be honest with you, I just haven't gotten around to it in between training, podcasting, and um, shit I got going on, just like work, it's, I just haven't gotten around to it, but I finally, uh, I finally got it done, shirts are coming, uh, soon, I've reached out to another vendor, and, um, we're getting it done, so shirts will be on the way for people who ordered them, and, um, when they finally come in, I'm going to, uh, I'm gonna, uh, post them so y'all can take a look at it and uh next time we do an order be sure to get some because they're gonna be fucking dope dude and uh you're gonna be sad when you're seeing all this crazy jazzitsu merch and you're like dude why don't i have one and i'm like dude because you didn't order one that's why and you're gonna be like do you have any extras and i'm gonna be like maybe maybe not depends how uh how cool are you do you listen to the pod no then you don't get no merch bro but yeah man um like I said, I uh, I should have got around to that sooner, but shit happens, man. You're not always uh, you're not always gonna be perfect, and um, I I want to be transparent with you guys because I don't want y'all to think I'm doing any uh, um, bullshitting y'all or anything. But shirts are on the way. Shirts are on the way. And um, what do we have? Fifty four, fifty four minutes. Yeah, we still got time. Let's see what else I want to talk about. Dude, the Tyron Woodley Jake Paul press conference. How about that, man? It's crazy to see. It, no, it's not crazy. It's fucking hilarious to see Jake Paul uh, go on these little rants with um, real fighters. Because, you know, he, he tells Tyron Woodley, you know, this is the biggest, uh, biggest payday of your life, you know. You're, uh, you're never, um, uh, you never done shit in the, in the MMA sport. You're gonna, I'm gonna knock you out, blah, blah, blah. And, like, literally, Tyron Willie, all he has to say is, like, I think all he said was, bro, I'm Hall of Famer. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, bro, I'm Hall of Famer. What do you mean? And, like, like, there, he finally, not, not that Ben Askren wasn't, but he finally reached a fighter that, his resume, uh, like, can't be touched. I mean, it can be touched. Don't get me wrong. But, like, in comparison, like, Tyron Woodley is here. Jake Paul, you're here. Like, there's no touching his, um, his accomplishments. Like, you have not done anything in combat sports to even touch what Tyron Woodley has done. So, it's hilarious to see, um, Jake Paul try and get a rise out of, uh, out of uh, Tyron, and Tyron's just like, like, bro, I ain't got shit to prove to you. My freaking, uh, my freaking stats speak for themselves. 
Like, I'm a Hall of Famer. And he's right. And, like, bro, it's so crazy that in a striking sport, Jake would think he's got any chance against Tyron Wynn. He's beat high-level strikers like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson twice in a five-round fight and almost finished him. Like, bro, the fact that you think you even have a chance is freaking insane. I am not the biggest Tyron Woodley fan, but I'll tell you, man, Jake Paul makes me want to be the biggest Tyron Woodley fan ever. So, Tyron Woodley, you have my support. The Jazz Jitsu Podcast is behind you. Yeah, man. Um, What about... Oh, I don't know if y'all have tried these, but anyone who's tried uh, crumble cookies? Bro, they are like the best thing ever. We just tried them this um this past week before we uh before we came out um on this trip, me and uh me and Allison went and dude, they are freaking insanely good. They just uh opened one close to uh Greensboro near where we live at. And dude, I'm telling you they were so freaking good. Like those are my weakness now. That is my go-to thing. Uh, just like getting a classic chocolate chip cookie. You can't go wrong with that, man. I'm telling you. And yeah, um, in other news, um, and, and enough about food, because I know that I could go on for hours about that. Um, this Joe Schilling scuffle. So, I don't know if anyone has heard, but... Joe Schilling, a, um, I think he's a, he's either a kickboxer or a Muay Thai fighter, but he got into a little pro, a little trouble this, um, not too long ago, um, and I think it was he shoved or pushed a guy who was, uh, who was, uh, standing where he was walking, it was like in a hallway or whatever at a restaurant, and, um, he was just walking through, and then kind of like dickishly pushed the guy and then of course the guy's you know drunk and shit so then he mouths he mouths off to joe Schilling, and joe Schilling, i mean like the guy you know swan like he like you know like came at him but not really came at him but not really so then joe Schilling basically gave him like three-piece combo and large 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 milkshake and freaking slapped his ass, dude. And basically pulled a homicide on this guy. I mean, he didn't knock him. He didn't kill him, but damn, he knocked him out. And um, now he's being sued for freaking 30000 He's got a $30,000 lawsuit against him now. So moral of the story, guys. Don't freaking fight unless you absolutely have to. And, you know, he, he used the excuse of, you know, I was in fear for my life. You know, I felt like I had to. Did you really, bro? Like, it was one of those things like, dude, you're a professional fighter, and this guy's some drunk idiot at the bar. Were you really in fear for your life, bro? Let's be honest. Come on now. You fucked up, and now you're having to pay the price for it, because now you're in some legal trouble. Now you're getting sued for 30000 bucks. telling you guys, if you think that fight is... If, you, if you're in Joe Schilling's position, and you think that, oh, I should beat the fuck out of this guy, that'll really show him. It's not the move, my guy. You're not that guy. 
It's not that. Mo- it's not the move, man. Always avoid a fight if you can. There's no reason to take any unnecessary punish- punishment. But yeah, man. On that note, that's we'll end it right there, baby. We're at an hour, and um, I've run out of shit to talk about. So uh, y'all be sure to tune in for uh, UFC this weekend. Uh, my my uh, my former uh, lover uh, side piece Misha Tate is going to be fighting. So be sure to check her out. I know I'll be uh, I know I'll be tuning in. That's probably the only fight that I'll be uh, that I'll be tuning in for. And um, she's going to be going against um, what's her name, Marin Renau. Marion Renau, and yeah, they'll be, uh, I don't know if they, oh, they're the co-main event, ooh, ooh. and Islam Makachev is like, oh, okay, all right, I might watch the co-main event, the main event, but I'm more watching for my, uh, my sad piece, Misha Tate, hit me up, girl, but, um, but yeah, I'll, um, I'll check out those fights, I'll definitely, honestly, that'll probably be what I'm doing when I'm not watching the UFC fight, will be, uh, Streaming that uh, road to ADCC, so it's gonna be a spicy one. But um, yeah, guys, I uh, we got shit squared away now. Hard drive has been replaced. Everything's good. Program. I had to reinstall. I had to freaking reinstall everything onto here. All my programs, all my everything onto here again. So that is the. That is why you're getting this episode late, because I've been working on getting everything back and getting everything set up how I want it, and now we're good. So, we'll be back with a uh, weekly episode, and um, I know I've been saying this, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it after this week. I'm dropping some Jiu-Jitsu instructional uh, videos for you guys. That's going to be up on the YouTube channel, and I'm getting it done. We're going to post up about, I don't know, let's say two to three clips a week. I'm going to hold myself to it, and uh, we're going to do it. We're going to do it, man. So um, I appreciate you guys for listening. This is the Jazz Jitsu Podcast, and I'm out. Peace. I have bad news for you.